millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. 
now. NobleGoldInvestments.com Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Hello, world. Happy weekend. And cheers. cheers. It is uh, Truth Bombs and Margs. Yeah. Igrim Paul. Uh, today we're cheersing to you escaping the tyranny yeah. of Seattle. The tyranny. Of Texas. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I lived in Texas for eight years. It was where I got my first job working in sports radio at Sports Radio 610. Uh, things didn't work out there. Got a job in Seattle. Thought to myself, oh, you know what? I'm going to give this place a chance. And over two years, let's just say I gave it a chance. Uh, in those two years, you survived Antifa. I did. Uh, attacking your home. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Do we want to go into detail on this story? Um. Well, let's let's tell the whole story because you get okay. you get uh, highlighted on Tucker Carlson, and then the whole <laughs> wrath of the right wing comes after you. That was quite a day. Okay, so we should be led by Tucker. Here we go. <laughs> Last month, a radio show host in Seattle called Paul Gallant Dude, mocked reports that his city was descending into chaos. These were peaceful protests, he suggested. On Twitter, Gallant reported that he saw quote no burning, pillaging, or deaths. Yeah. Of course, those things were happening. They existed. We show you tape of it at the time. But Gallant pretended otherwise. We don't know why we'd have to assume because he thought it would help his team. Yeah. Then the rioters showed up in the building where he lives, in his apartment building. And they destroyed, destroyed the Starbucks downstairs. And that scared that was him. Scary, though. Now Gallant says he's buying a gun. Ah, it turns out it's not so easy to lie about violence when it's aimed at you. So, oh, so it was a really interesting couple of days because, as you saw, there's a series of tweets that I put out there after I got back to my apartment and I see the Starbucks has been completely smashed up. Six, five weeks before or so is the tweet that Tucker Carlson was referring to there. So my dad's watching Tucker Carlson one night. Oh, he must have been proud. He actually was. And it was a mild point of contention for a little bit. He's like, you made it on Tucker Carlson. I was like, dad, he just dragged me. Why are you happy? He's like, well, <laughs> so we had an interesting back and forth about that. So the first time when Chop, the Chaz, you, you know, the autonomous zone that was in the um, June of 2020, yeah. that was like two blocks from my apartment. Where they created their own little country. Antifa yeah. Did, right? uh, this wasn't Antifa. This was just some folks who were smoking a lot of weed. And honestly, I thought we're very harmless. My dad told me, you don't want to go in here, Paul. Something bad might happen to you. So to troll him, I walked through it and I FaceTimed him. And it's just a bunch of people getting high. The next day, me and a friend, we went to the sushi place that's in the midst of the chop, which was still open. We had sushi. We had a lot of uh, sake. I thought to myself, this is really not as scary as it's being made out to be. Now, maybe other parts of Seattle were, but this specific part, at least based off of my eyeballs and my own experience, was something that wasn't bad. But I'm a sports talk show host. I tweeted that out at Trump because I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. So here's what you tweeted at Trump. Yes. Uh, walked through it last night out of curiosity and saw no burning, pillaging, or deaths. Chill dog in response to Trump's tweet, which has now been banned. Yeah, I saw that. I guess we can't know 100% what he said that specifically with that tweet. I was looking through the, these books that you have over there with just the tweets of Donald Trump from back in the day. So look, I talk with my friends like this all the time. This wasn't like some sort of attack on Donald Trump. Like, eh, 
not the biggest fan of him, but I'm not also someone that's going to go paint him as a white supremacist and some of the other things that have been said about him, you know? But anyway, um, I didn't see any of these things that he was saying, like, like raiding and raping and pillaging, like it was something out of some sort of, uh, I don't know, Viking siege in England in the like 10 hundreds or something like that. I didn't see any of that, but I'm a sports talk show host. I'm not supposed to tweet about anything that's not sports. I'm supposed to stick to sports, Ivory. And I stuck to sports, but my opinion changed about things that were taking place there because two weeks later, a couple of people died in, in the chest. Yeah. It was like late at night. It, it was oh sketchy. Yeah. It, things got worse, but I didn't continue to talk about it, but my opinion had changed. And I was like, okay, is the Seattle police department actually going to do anything about this? Cause they really didn't seem to be doing it. Well, it wasn't this. Seattle. Right. <laughs> you know what? Fair point. And it's crazy because the Seattle Police Department, I, I think it's the uh, uh, the Eastern Precinct, had a bunch of things that happened to it over the course of 2020. Um, mm-hmm. There was a point where somebody tried to um, cement the doors and set the place on fire. And this was in the chop oh in gosh. the weeks after when I had tweeted at the president. Oh, my gosh. So all of this takes place. And my opinion changes five weeks later. I drive home one day from golf and I notice there's smoke in the Capitol Hill area. And I'm like, well, that's not good. Oh my gosh. Wait, hold on. Before you get to this okay. the next part, let's go. Where you get attacked. Mm. I have to shout out the sponsor of our, your, your building is attacked. Uh, I shout <laughs> out the sponsor, uh, which is Health with Ivory. Uh, our appearance plays a huge role in our overall satisfaction in life. Unfortunately, tons of anti aging companies take advantage of that. Many of the products. These companies promote, however, fall short. Luckily, there's an alternative that has worked for me. It's called Health with Ivory. This works because it supercharged my collagen intake. Mm. Yeah, it's the perfect solution for promoting skin elasticity and overall youthful look. With this multi-collagen, you're getting key nutrients your body needs to keep you looking and feeling young and vibrant. If you want to combat wrinkles, you'll love Health with Ivory. Get 51% off. Ageless multi-collagen within the next 24 hours. Hit the link in my description, healthwithivory.com. I like to put it in my smoothies and on my cereal. On your cereal? Yes, yes. So I have a controversial cereal opinion. You know, I I eat cereal dry. Most people think I'm a barbarian because I do that. What? No, No, I I love it with milk. And collagen has a milky flavor. So I think it makes the milk richer. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. But anyway, so we got to show your next tweet that what happened next was insane. And the right wingers laughed hysterically at you at your previous innocence. They did. And you know what? Look, things change over time and I can understand why anyone would, you know, it's especially when there's a blog post that was put up by one of these websites. I'm not really hundred percent sure what it was, where it implied that my apartment building actually was burned down. No, but as you can see, this Starbucks right here, was see the ceiling of that starbucks like my apartment was right over it oh my god so it's right underneath it there's glass over the floor it's just totally pillaged so i'm driving back from golf i see this smoke the smokes from a juvenile detention center that a couple of the protesters had set fire to and i'm like relieved i'm like okay well at least it's not my apartment but i get a little bit further down and there's like a mob of people outside the starbucks which is on the first floor of the apartment building i'm in and i'm like what the fuck is going on here i get a little bit closer and i see that it's been just totally smashed up mm-hmm. so you know i'm i'm not really concerned at this point but i take pictures and i'm like okay i'm going to post this on social blah 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 
But then I, I walk out and I see that like the second floor of the apartment, there was a screen door that had been pulled out of the window. And honestly, if you are athletic enough, you would have an ability to jump up onto an awning that's right by where my apartment is and actually kick in one of the massive windows that leads directly into my apartment. Me as a cat dad, I'm like, you better not be fucking with my cat, right? <laughs> so I got a little panicky, run upstairs, put my cat in the cat carrier, and then I went down. And this point, I'm someone from Boston originally. I'm a bit of a temper. So I tweeted these things out. I tweeted out. And the last thing was it's hard to feel safe in Seattle with the way things had been going because the Seattle police department was clearly just sitting back and letting things happen. They probably were told, Hey, like we don't want you to instigate anything because I think for a lot of these protests that turn violent, I think that there are times where some of the protesters knowing that it will help their cause would like to initiate violence. And when things like that happen, then you get the headlines of police attack, peaceful protesters. But as I think of a lot of us had seen over the course of that summer, a lot of those protests weren't actually peaceful like that one right there. So I took the online loss on that one. It was interesting to see what happened over the next couple of days, culminating with that Tucker Carlson uh, thing. I got a couple of death threats. Uh, Someone found my address. So that all took place. And I'm like, okay, well, this sucks because I was advised to – say nothing about it and to just eat shit, you know, like just stick my head in the sand and let everything go on. Obviously that did not necessarily work to my benefit at employment at this place that I used to work at in Seattle. But um, what's crazy is, and I never got to talk about this ivory a week later, these fuckers come back and they use crowbars at this Starbucks, which has been boarded up because it's been destroyed, to destroy an already destroyed Starbucks. Just think about that. You're going back to a Starbucks that has been destroyed. There's nobody in it. It's boarded up. And they got crowbars and they tried to like take the, the uh, uh, wood off of the windows and stuff. They go back inside. They mess with it again. And in the street, I'm hearing these people yelling like, Fuck five zero, and you know, like all cops are bastards, all that stuff. And oh, I'm, and they wrote that out. They scrawled it out in spray paint too, like you know, pigs are police, or p- police are pigs. All this, yeah, all and, sorts of and stuff. Kill them, and um, yeah, and and I mean, they're yelling this in the middle of the street, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Who are these people? And when they said stay inside, no cameras. Me being perhaps an idiot, but also someone that is uh, quick to uh, temper, decided I'm going to go outside. I'm going to record it. I'm going to try to get in their face and to antagonize them, seeing as they are antagonizing a poor, defenseless, abandoned Starbucks. And it led to an interesting interaction that I had with um, uh, someone who uh, looked like if you were to cross the Joker from Batman with like your average hippie. You would you would get this this concoction. Wait, is this the guy you're showing me? Yes, this is the guy oh, I showed okay. you earlier. Okay. Yes, let's look at uh, Paul's lovely little meeting with an Antifa man. Oh boy, oh, boy. here it is. Uh, a lot. You might not, but a lot of people see how many people Starbucks hurts, right? By finding STD. How many Starbucks hurts? Starbucks hurts people. What, what is what is a, a random Starbucks accomplish other than nothing? 
I mean, honestly, I'm having a lot of conversations with people about why that's happening. What people are you having conversations with? Those people over there, they seem really rational. A lot of, a lot of strangers that walked by and seemed to, were very interested in what I had to say, and they were interested. I don't think they are. I think they're like, why the hell are you doing this? Why the hell are you attacking our community? Conversations with friendly people who, who aren't to be a, to, no, no offense, maybe entitled or maybe like have. I'm entitled. Hey, look, I. You know what? This Black Lives Matter movement, it matters. What you guys are doing are fucking it up. Yeah, that, 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 that's a common opinion. Right? It's a common opinion. It's a and fact. I, and I have information about it that you're unwilling to read, right? So no, I, I read everything. About it, we can have a discussion. You're not. Now it. you're getting condescending. And honestly, I don't care. You smashed a fucking Starbucks. No, I didn't. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. You're with that group. You're clearly riding around, pa I'm, passing I'm, up pamphlets, guilt by association, right? I'm guilt by association. Are you serious? You're with a group, what, right? Do you believe in free speech? Do you believe that I have is that free speech? What's I'm not talking about that. I'm, you, you said I shouldn't be handing out pamphlets. You should. You're be, handing out pamphlets while a group is walking around, smashing things up. Handing out pamphlets. I go hand out pamphlets anywhere, everywhere. Okay. You're here, but following the group you're interested. I'm also interested. Mm. I'm interested. I'm seeing what they're doing. I'm not seeing, <laughs> seeing what they're doing. I'm seeing what the group is doing. Mm. You're seeing what the group is doing. We're both interested. I have an opinion on it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sick of people on. smashing my fucking building. Yeah, your building. <laughs> the building I live in. So yeah. Mm, interesting. Mm, interesting. What? You live. You live in the Starbucks, or you live in the apartments above? I live in the apartments above. Okay. And did you have anyone smashed any of the apartments above? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So there, it says very that, accurate uh, that you got a. Oh, how do I exit out of this? I don't know. There we go. There we go. So Paul got red pilled. That's what they call uh, it, right? That's what the kids are calling it. Red pill. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's, what they're, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, but actually, you got so so. Right wingers came after you. Hard, they did. They did. Yes. Uh, for even daring to question uh, the Antifa in the first place. Right? Yeah, it was a weird time because so at, at, at first, like people assumed that I was team protesters because one time I tweeted at Trump like five weeks before. Which you know what? In today's society, I, I think we all got plenty of things to do, and I think we kind of jump to conclusions based off the headlines and some of the things that we see. So I think a lot of people assume that, like, here's this liberal journalist, because he's got a blue check mark that clearly, like, is down with protests and hates Trump and all those things, which, which isn't the case. You know, I was a sports talk show host. I would say that, for the most part, my, at that time, expertise was entirely based on, like, is Russell Wilson good at football? Or are the Houston Texans horribly run? Like, it was those two things, which I have most expertise on. And I'll admit, like, there are things that I didn't know, but it's something that over the last couple of weeks, months, like, it's become like a side passion of mine, just trying to find a way to actually, I don't know, talk about it, which is why I'm so thankful to have you as a friend. Oh, yeah, about how radical it's gotten there. Yeah, because the Seattle mm. people are probably kind of in their own fog there. It's an interesting place where, you know, a lot of places there's there's right and there's left. And in Seattle, there's left, but like left where you could actually have a conversation with them. And then there's radical left. And Ooh. it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic. And there are people in Seattle who lean right. And I guess me being at least before I moved to Seattle, a moderate maybe makes me a fascist in Seattle, but uh, I started leaning writer and writer as I was there. And I'm really thankful that I was in a building that actually had a conservative talk station. Oh, um, and I started working on a part time, like fill in basis for this station called KTTH. Now, I never advertised it because I didn't want to piss off my majority liberal audience that listens oh to me for God. sports takes, but um, it was something that I got to do during uh, this past summer. 
And it's something that I would like to do a little bit more of. Wow. In addition to talking about the sports. Wow. But I don't want to stick to sports anymore. Really? You, no. you So you've got so red-pilled by the radical left. I guess so. That now you want to do conservative talk radio. I, I mean, I don't even know if it's necessarily conservative talk radio. I think it's rational talk radio. And I would say at this point in time that, you know, and this, there's, there's a pendulum when it comes to politics and, and the way that I think that uh, the majority of the country handles the current events of the day. But I think that there's a lot of things that are going on right now where folks on the right seem to be a lot more rational than folks on the left uh, on, a, on a variety of different things. And I, I would say, especially during these last two years, if you get my drift, that things have really, really gotten crazy, judgmental, and honestly sad. Like, I yeah. don't think that we've ever been great at being in differing political opinions, having different beliefs. Like, I think we've always had a tough time of having a conversation with somebody that looks at things differently. But I think we used to keep it to ourselves more. And now with social media, everyone has a platform to get their things out there. And you are going to demonize somebody who has opinions that are totally different than you. And, and I, I, that, that bums me out because I feel yeah. like, I feel like generally when you have a conversation with someone who thinks differently, and if you actually are open to letting that person maybe like make a couple of points that change some of the ways that you think, as long as it's like a conversation that's being had in good faith and you guys aren't getting angry at each other, which is hard to do, then I feel like actually there's progress that comes out of it. And there's an understanding because we're all neighbors. Just because yeah. we think a little bit differently about a couple of specific things doesn't mean that we should hate each other. But that's kind of where we've gotten to these days. I know. It's getting more and more polarized. Yeah. I, but, you know, I'm, I'm friends with people from, from all walks. You know, some of my, some of my best friends are left, total leftists. Yeah. And then some of them are like super conservative. Yeah. And I just love freedom. And, but I'm so detached about it that, uh, I I'm, I'm detached about other people's views. I'm like, dude, we can disagree and it is fine. But anyway, so you, when you, uh, first you got shouted out by Tucker Carlson and, and these other conservative blogs. Yep. And then you start getting these insane comments like, Oh yeah. Uh, you're, Oh, you're now, I hear you're now buying a gun. Chill dog. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of chill entire, dog. <laughs> I hope your entire family is murdered in front of you. You know, by the peaceful crowd. You know, what's funny. Um, and I wish that I had done this because I'm someone, you know, in sports radio, we're, it's, we're just dumb asses that are blabbing about sports that we yeah. couldn't play. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a fly football legend. I want to make that clear, but we're fly, talking about sports that like we don't play. I love making fun of myself. I wanted to like sell chill dog shirts and have the proceeds go to charity and have just like a stupid face be going like, Ugh! or something like that, you know, cause I figured like, you know what, let's have some fun with it. But, um, I was advised not to do that. Um, and yeah, you got some death threats, but I, I, I guess maybe, maybe I'm so desensitized to people being angry at me for hot sports takes that someone threatening to like murder my family and rape them and stuff like that. I guess I'm just like, well, it's the internet. It's not real. Like, you're not actually going to do that. But it did affect you to such an extent. It changed your voting. for <laughs> That is true. That is true. That is true. So, um, look, I regret this in retrospect. <laughs> I was petty. But because of all the people that came after me, like, I was thinking, like, you know what? Like, do I really want to vote for an old guy who doesn't, you know, seem to be on top of things? But essentially, as a giant fuck you to all the people that were uh, dicks to me, I, I, yeah, I voted for Biden. So sorry about that, guys.
Oh my gosh. So you traditionally vote the other way, but because you because of the hate comments. Yeah. You voted for Biden. Yep, sorry. Oh my god. It's, I regret it. I regret it by the way too, because the guy doesn't look like he's alive anymore. Um, and one right wing girl said she's gonna rape you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I haven't had sex in a while, so I mean <laughs> They were so they were so uh mad. Uh, that's hilarious, dude. It's hilarious. Um, let's see the comment section here. You have daddy issues because you voted for Biden. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, death threats happen in elementary school. In Boston. Well, yeah, yeah, Boston, yeah, that, that is totally true. People in Boston, there was a lot more aggressive for really no reason at all. And someone, someone commented a little bit earlier, like Red Sox suck, Patriots suck, and stuff like that. Tell someone that, like, has lived in Boston their whole life that they'll lose their shit. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you talking about my teams like that, huh? You're wicked stupid. That's why. Oh, like, did, that's oh, how they did go. you, who'd you get the most hate from? Hmm. The left or the right? Oh, definitely the right. You know what I was surprised by? Because when it when it happened, like I was, just, I went in the chop. I was like, you know what? Like I, I don't, I didn't think it was that bad at the time. But and it looked at first, it wasn't a lot of hate. It was more like, wow, see what's happening in Seattle, blah blah blah. There was a blog that posted a lot of details that were inaccurate. And honestly, mm-hmm. I wish that they had asked me questions. I wish anyone had asked me for my thoughts on it because I would have fallen on the sword. Like I, my opinion changed one hundred percent. But yeah, one blog came up and everyone retweeted it. And I don't think a lot of people read it. There was just the headline. And then there was like, hey, here's this mm. dumbass. Look at his tweets. He's a hypocrite. Screenshots are there. He even really need to read a story. I think we're really big into exposing hypocrisy these days. And you know what? Rightfully so. Like, I'm not going to act like I shouldn't have gotten any shit for that. Because clearly, like, what I tweeted seemed like it backfired in my face. That's and I hope some people got a good laugh out of the story because I'm fine coming out of it. Nothing happens to me, my property, or anything like that. I did move. I got out of my lease. I moved to another part of Seattle that's supposedly oh, wow. nicer, but it's not because there were like homeless encampments everywhere. One time I made eye contact with a guy who I thought was sitting, but it turns out he was he was sitting over something. He was he was dropping uh, dropping the kids off. Oh, my god! But gosh. not at the pool, like dropping the kids off on the street. Oh, my god! <laughs> made eye contact with him. That's, that's an experience, Ivory, that you never come back from. Oh my gosh! So people just poop on the sidewalk in Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, well, they're neighborhoods. yeah in Ballard, which is I, I think a, a nicer part of Seattle, and that's you know that's one of the more unfortunate parts about the city. I think that they've been in. I don't. I think they have good intentions. I don't think they're like evil, but they are so empathetic that they let people take advantage of them. And there's a certain point where you got to be a hardliner. Yeah, I know. How sour is that? Oh, my God. It's key lime margaritas. And honestly, uh, like, I like to drink. I, I think I think Ivory's like, you know what? This is uh, some amateur hour shit. <laughs> okay, so speaking of Antifa being peaceful or whatnot. <laughs> Not. Prosecutors make first move to break up Antifa cell as 11 activists charged with violence. So... I, I guess there's various uh, Antifa cells, and this mob of Antifa people had had pre-organized to attack Trump supporters. Uh, this was in San Diego. Mm. So prosecutors are now coming after them. For the first time in, in the U.S., prosecutors are attempting to break up a network of alleged violent Antifa cells. This week, the San Diego District Attorney's Office charged 11 alleged Antifa members with felony conspiracy and felony assault charges among other crimes, in a riot case where supporters of former President Donald Trump and random bystanders were beaten in Pacific Beach, California in January. 
Uh, so, so now in December, uh, there's, they're suffering, uh, the consequences for their violence, but it's, it goes on to say that like, no, there, so there were, there were pro Trump people that week of January 6th and, um, and Antifa comes out, not only attacks the pro Trump people, but goes on to, uh, like literally take down a guy who's walking his dog, pepper spray, the dog beat a child uh, yeah. until they had a concu- concussion. Like it was violent. You have more experience in this because you actually are like a news reporter. And I think what's been interesting to see like outside the industry is the way that stuff like this isn't really covered in the same way as what happened on January 6th. Yeah. And this is not me like justifying anything that happened that day. I just think it's interesting how selective we are with some of the things that happen and what is willing, what we are willing to actually cover. Cause you know, as you saw with that video firsthand there, there, I also had other videos of like these people telling us to stay inside and they're smashing up buildings. If you're mm-hmm. smashing up buildings, that's one thing. If you're actually attacking people, that's another. And I don't know how many people are familiar what's, uh, with what's going on in Portland, Oregon, but in Portland, Oregon, and I've made jokes about this when I've been on the radio before, but it's sort of turned into, do you know what live action role playing is? No. Okay. Live action role playing is really nerdy. Classic me. It's this thing where people like dress up as like knights and stuff and they have like foam swords and like they pretend like in real life, like they're like knights and fight each other. Oh, and stuff. wow. Well, I feel like Portland has turned into this kind of zone where you have people at Antifa and you have other people that are going to this town entirely for the purpose of like having a real life fight. And in oh. Portland with Antifa in particular, you've seen a lot of it where they have come after people, not just people that are looking at things through a different political prism than them, but they're also attacking people that are just taking pictures of it or video or things like that. Yeah, you can look this up. It's all there. And it's, it's crazy that it's not covered as much. And I think people Ivory, are uncomfortable. And I would specifically say like people in corporate news are uncomfortable with the idea of putting out a story saying that these people who were thought to be protesters or as some said, peaceful protesters are not that at all, that they're actually kind of violent. They don't know how to cover the story in a way where they're not going to get negative backlash from some people who are going to say, well, no, that's not actually what's happening, even though it is. Yeah. Well, I guess the narrative is that um, if you actually, if you read about Antifa and what they stand for, um, which the Anti-Defamation League has a big write-up on them. Um, it's the, the, Their big mission is to combat white supremacy. Yeah. And so if the media is out there covering uh, people who are opposing white supremacy, they're the good guys. And, but then mm-hmm. why are they the ones being super violent? It's a but great if question. if someone's white and they're called supremacist, then I guess they are. Like Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. or something like that, right? And, yeah. and you know, like that, Kyle Rittenhouse was called a white supremacist based off of like a couple of Facebook likes. And they had no actual proof to do it. And you have people that are as high up as the president of the United States and others mm-hmm. who are calling him that. And I think people, they don't mind seeing a headline of a white supremacist in the news. But I think they don't like the idea when, you, as you mentioned a little bit ago, like this good guys versus bad guys thing. Even though we live in a world of gray, people want this to be this black and white kind of world. Not from a racial perspective, but from a, hey, there's one side who's good, who's fighting the good fight. And that's what's yeah. been so interesting over the last four years in particular with Trump, because I think that there's a lot of people that are like, he's this evil menace. And there were times where I was sort of like, I don't like what he's doing, but to go that far, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's weird that so many people were willing to go all in without having really a lot of facts to prove that behind them. 
Totally. Yeah. So the other thing, uh, so Antifa was all about anti-white supremacy and then anti-corporation. Like they are. The Starbucks. Uh, exactly. They're anti-capitalism. Um, uh, Mm-hmm. And they think capitalism is the enemy, so therefore Starbucks is the enemy. Mm. But if you look at the Antifa people, they they look just like the people you see at Starbucks. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that is very true. Okay. Uh, I would say for the most part, they look like people who are college aged, maybe younger. And I would say, in my experience, and the one that I saw um, right at that Starbucks there, I would say for the most part, is white kids. Yeah. Now, I, I, why and how? I, like, I don't know their demographics. I don't know why they came to be in that spot. And I'm not going to speculate. I'll just say, like, they all looked the same. And I wonder, like, are you just frustrated with your life? Are you bored? And I was actually listening to um, uh, a podcast on the way over here, uh, Adam and Dr. Drew. I don't know how many of y'all listen to that, but um, it's Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. And they were talking about how there's a lot of people that have this, like, kind of messiah complex. And this is not just like now, this is kind of going all the way back in like the seventies and sixties and stuff like that, where there are people who, when you're young and you're millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, natural NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com.
human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Idealistic, you want to fight to save the world. You have this belief that you can actually do it. And I think that some of these people feel like this is the way that they can do it. And that this is how they can kind of give meaning to their lives. But they're going about it in a way that like actually violates the Constitution. Like you have a right to protest yeah. peacefully. Mm-hmm. There's that key word of peaceful that's right before it. Right. Uh, I encountered some really radical, scary protesters in my Minneapolis days. Minneapolis has such oh. a culture of protesting and uh, at times violently protesting, <laughs> as we saw this past year. But I, uh, you know, I was a reporter in Minneapolis for the NBC affiliate for two years. And that was during the time of that Jamar Clark and Philando got Castile got killed there uh, by police. And there were just um, huge protests. And um, at, one, at one point I, I was assigned to go out to the governor's mansion. They were they were staging everyone pitched tents outside of governor's mansion to protest police and mm-hmm. tell the governor to do something about police. So I had to go out there at 3 or 4 a.m. and just hang out, hang out with these protesters. Did you ever feel nervous around them? Um, no, I'm, I'm really comfortable in those environments. But uh, actually, they forced me to get nervous. Uh, really? These people. So I. So they're all they're all chilling. Um, these people are up all night. I like. I had to go that early because I was on the morning shift. But nobody was sleeping. Uh, these protesters were up and milling about all night. And, um, you know, primarily it, it was an, a Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. But most of the people were white. Um, but th- there was this black guy there. I, I wanted to interview him about about his mission. And so he's talking about um, standing up for black people. And this mob of angry white people gets in the middle, like grabs him and me. was like, you must stop talking. I was like, dude, these people are it, this guy's trying to get his true story out about his, his plight, and then, you know, you guys are supposedly supporting him, but now you're threatening me and him. And they, so because I had recorded the interview with him, they grabbed my cameraman and, tell, and they, they're like, you know, delete that. Is it, is it worth your life? And so they're, li- they're death-threatening my videographer for simply – Jesus. And I was like, this must have been um, some early phase of an- Antifa. Yeah. Yeah, that was I think that was like the beginning of Antifa back then. And because I was like, who are these like radical white people with like blue hair (laughs) who are coming after a journalist who's innocently interviewing a a black man about Black Lives Matter? And then uh, so then they literally chased these people, chased my cameraman. He's this huge six foot four guy. And he was just like. Yes, sir. I will stop recording. I was like, dude, you got to keep rolling on all of this so that we have evidence of what they're doing to us. So he runs out of there. And then the, uh, it was dozens of protesters who accosted me. They came, they came all like pushed up against me. I was like this and uh, like threatening me and pushing me. Jeez, You have a lot more patience than me. I would have probably like, done something dumb and gotten my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. And so the last number I had dialed was a police officer, actually. I was covering. So I called him again and I was like, help me. Someone said police, you know, and they're, it's an anti-police protest. And so they're just like, 
police would not come help me. They were afraid of these protests. Really? God, that's terrifying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Anyway, so it was pretty scary. Just out of nowhere for no reason. These people just like come after innocent reporters and everyone, you know, had to be, had to be Antifa back then. It's interesting that people like if you're just showing what's happening and then they get so nervous because they probably realize what's happening isn't happening in the way that they had originally intended. And they want to make sure that it never gets out because it's going to make them look bad when they're doing something like that or when they're perhaps stepping over the line of like what is actually an allowable protest. If they're actually going after, you know, though people who are trying to just present facts and what's actually taking place to the average citizen who's maybe curious about what's going on. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. So they, and and these, and a lot of them are so young. A lot of these protesters who were like accosting me were like 20 years old and they're all like, oh, this is great. We're attacking the evil media. (laughs) And they're recording me uh, getting accosted. And so for a few minutes, I was all over Twitter, uh, this video of me getting accosted. It really? Made, it made them look horrible. I never saw this. It was clear that I was Jesus. innocent. But guess what happens next? So my, the police officer, he's like, yeah, I'm watching these tweets about you right now. And uh, <laughs> he's like, this is good. We'll have it as evidence. And so this lady, uh, this one actual grown-up lady in her 40s was like, delete that. And so all the kids deleted their evidence of accosting me. But uh, wow. <laughs> that's my experience with covering Black Lives Matter. Ah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, the Newsweek uh, article with Antifa, only two were over 30 years old. That's right. They listed each person, and most of them uh, were in their 20s, the people who got arrested. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a... It's well, that's not surprising. I mean, down. I'll say this. Like, what does a protest generally accomplish? And I say it like, I think, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's protected by the constitution and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it seems like now, I think people kind of realize that if you want your protest to actually get something done, there needs to be some sort of martyrdom that takes place. And I think in a lot of these mm-hmm. places, uh, and I said it a little bit earlier, I think that they are trying to initiate conflict between who is there to make sure to establish the peace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know how many people are familiar with, uh, the Boston Massacre, which took place right before the outset of the Revolutionary War. Yeah. But, you know, if if you watch what was taking place that day, understandably so, but, like, old-time old time Bostonians were acting like Bostonians do, you know, and they were throwing, like, snow with rocks. And it's, like, dudes with muskets, you know? It's not like yeah, you have, like, a machine coats. gun. Right. And these poor fuckers are just standing there and getting pelted by things and, like, they shot those people because one person shot his gun and everyone else does. And in that situation, the Boston massacre ended up helping us, the United States eventually, you know, kind of gather ourselves and say, we're sick of England. It was like one of those events that took place there, but it's also one of those things where if you look back at it and you put yourself in the shoes of those British soldiers, you can understand how they would react the way that they did. It's because I think those, some of those people probably wanted to initiate some sort of conflict. And this is not just Mm -hmm. now or then this is something that's been going on forever. I think generally there's some sort of bloodshed or violence that takes place that is going to help highlight what happened the cause of somebody specifically and then from there maybe change takes place because those in power see this event and they use it to their advantage or they use they actually go and do good i perhaps i'm a little bit cynical that i said the first thing first because i do think a lot of politicians are kind of all about themselves Mm. but 
That's generally how it goes. And um, I'm glad that nothing happened to you that day. Jesus. Oh, I know. Yeah. So you think that Antifa is trying to they that they're trying to be like the Boston massacre people. Of like we need to create violence to create change. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and as as one of the commenters uh, points out, yeah, John Adams. And it's a great TV show that Paul uh-huh. Giamatti on HBO. There's actually a scene where it shows him like defending them in the court of law, eventual president of the United States. That's right. Right. That's a great show. Is that on um, HBO? HBO. I yeah, I think I saw a couple. It's good. Episodes. HBO Max. It's it's a great show for anyone who's a history really nerd like me. Yeah. yeah, as as accurate as we think anything could be from for for, for back then, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's 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 totally possible that some people that were there knew what was going to happen, and I would say, I would point you Sam Adams, and, and in that in that TV show, if you watch it, Sam Adams is definitely an instigator. Like he he was he was one of those types that like knew like, hey, if something like this happens and then gets out into the news, and there's going to be sympathetic people that are going to join our cause. So the founding fathers were instigators, and Antifa is obviously an instigator. Do you think everyone's January, an instigator? Do you right? think the January sixth. Ooh, Trumpsters were instigators, you know, trying to well, save our country. Here's the thing about it. I think it was so poorly organized. Like, I can't really call it like a, you know, and uh, everyone's calling it like an insurrection. And okay, okay, fine. But it's not like it, it wasn't very organized, right? Like, it seems like it was a bunch of people who were way over the top excited that yeah. decided like, ah, let's go. And there wasn't great security out front. Uh-huh. There probably should have been better security out front, and what happened happened. But it's weird the way that it's been covered since then. I know in in Seattle there were a couple of Seattle police officers that were there, and we have no video or photos of their actual involvement in it, at least that have been presented to the public. But these people, because they were there, were immediately like fired. They said like, "Oh, well, they were smiling like while it was taking place." Like that was one of the yeah. evidence that they used as far as like them doing something wrong. Um, I I think it was. I, I think calling it an insurrection, like what happened, sucked. It was embarrassing. But to call it like an insurrection, I don't know if I'd go that far. No, well, insurrection is trying to overthrow the country and and the supporters that were there were trying to save the country. They 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 felt they felt that Biden was the insurrectionist. Oh, okay. And they were trying to save our country from It's a matter of perspective. I mean everyone's got a different one, that's for yeah, sure. I know there's a lot of Trump supporters who think that whoever broke the windows that, that day, the biggest violence that these people pretty much did was break windows and then a cop shot someone, you know. Anyway, there was some like punching. A guy punched a cop and stuff. But a lot of people, a lot of. But it's people- not like the storming of the Bastille, like in in, yeah. in the French Revolution. Is sort of what I'm trying to say here. Where like you know, like a ton of people got killed, and then it turned into something more than that. Yeah. Maybe I guess it could have. But honestly, like watching some of those people, like the dude with the you know that that you've the talked horns. to, right? Yeah. Horns guy, like like. No offense to Horns guy, but like I'm not really thinking like, like oh yeah, this guy's a mastermind that's going to be overthrowing the United States of America. Exactly. That's just me. Well, and also a lot of Trump supporters think that it was just total Antifa infiltration and that no Trump supporters uh, broke any windows or anything. Hmm. But there's other Trump supporters who were like, dude, we're watching Antifa and Black Lives Matter actually commit violence and like, and like start to get things going their way. Why aren't we getting things going our way? Maybe we need to mimic them and commit violence. Some Trump supporters were thinking that way. And told me that. Mm. And uh, so I know for a fact that, you know, I think, you know, there were Trump supporters who wanted to. So there were actually people that didn't want to do something. Like the founding fathers were. 
And look, I said before, it's happened over the course of history. Like people are going to try to find one little spark that can blow everything up um, to a point where actual change takes place. But, you know, it's not it's not uniquely to one side. I'll I'll say this. It's a little different. There's no violence in this case. But uh, Ivory, when I was in Seattle, um, there is a very, very like over the top progressive uh, by the name of Shama Sawant. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on the Seattle City Council. Actually, she's in the midst of a, a, a recall vote. I'm not sure if it's been officially uh, finished mm-hmm. at this point in time, but Shama Sawant at one point during the pandemic, at the very least it's a violation of Seattle's very strict laws during the pandemic, but she led a bunch of protesters into a government building after hours, and it was just like overrun by people. Now, there wasn't anyone there, and there wasn't any violence that took place, but essentially she broke into a government building with a bunch of people who weren't allowed to be there, and at the very least she was violating all sorts of indoor COVID protocols, if not actually just breaking and entering and stuff like that. She's also alleged, and they haven't been able to prove this necessarily, but one of the other reasons that she's up for a recall is because she was at the very least a part of a march of protesters that went to the then mayor of Seattle's still mayor of Seattle's uh, mansion or home or whatever. And like they were outside of her private house and like she led a protest of the house. Now nothing happened there either, but it's sort of weird that, you know, you have a politician there and that's a story that I'm surprised didn't really get a whole lot of headlines nationally. I know for folks like myself and for those who lean right in Seattle, everyone was like, what the hell is this? And honestly, there's a lot of people that lean to the left in Seattle too. that are like, uh, how the hell is Shama Swant important? How is she someone that's making decisions? Because she is wow. at best an obstructionist and mm-hmm. likes to yell really loudly all these things that a very fervent fan base will support and vote for every single time. Yeah. What wild, time, what wild times we live in. Um, I wanted to show you guys you this. Now, you're, you're familiar with this. This is Seattle. Oh. Nearly a dozen people arrested in downtown Seattle organized retail theft. Um, oh boy. So all those big smash and grabs you've probably seen video of, mm-hmm. uh, like dozens of people going in at once to just empty out a store. They got them in Seattle. They, they, they did, but they, by they got them, they, they like slapped them on the wrist and oh, said, you can't true. come back here. And this is what's happening out there. Like no one actually gets in any trouble for this. And I think one of the things that's been really interesting about Seattle Ivory over the last year, I mean, there's another story that I remember when I was filling in on conservative talk radio in Seattle, um, in June, where it was like there was 50 people arrested in downtown Seattle, organized retail theft ring. Like, just look up the headline. There's, it's like the exact same headline as the one that's right in front of us. It's the same they, thing. So they've been doing this for months. And that they slap them on the wrist and, and say, okay, yeah, we arrested you. Now you're free. Now go do it again. And, and, and what's crazy is and you combine this with one of the things that's taking place there. So – Seattle's police force has lost, I would say, like around 200 officers over the course of the last year and a half. And it's crazy because you go back to January, the mayor of Seattle like complimented Seattle's police department as being something that's taken some real steps forward as far as just getting better as a unit. Because I know there's a lot of people that don't trust the police. And honestly, there are some stories that come out. I can understand why. Like, I get it. But they had been doing a at least per the mayor, a really good job. But then George Floyd happens. And all of a sudden, it's like the George Floyd situation, which took place in Minneapolis, is all of a sudden something that people in Seattle felt like, oh, yeah, well, they haven't done enough. So there's all these calls for defunding the police. There's been a lot of other different things, uh, like, let's just say, certain um, orders for people to do things, if you get what I'm saying. And you've seen all these people leave the Seattle Police Department. 
and it's understaffed. And now criminals feel emboldened to do this or to, you know, and, and, and if you're only getting slapped on the wrist by the few police officers that are actually still left in the city, then it's just going to continue. Like if you're, if you're a shoplifter and you see this headline and you see that they didn't go to jail, aren't you emboldened? Oh, totally. I would be. If yeah. I were a thief, like Aladdin, street rat. Police. Sorry, that's because that's mean. Like, Police forces are cash strapped. Every, I mean, and they're demoralized after the news coverage this these past few years. It's like cops nonstop being demonized, and now some cities are actually partially defunding their police, like Minneapolis tried and just reversed. And it's funny because now they're all like, "Oh, wait, wait, uh, no, no, we shouldn't," because I think they're realizing that there are a lot of people that are getting sick of all of these. These causes that don't seem to be practical, you know, it's, it's like you're making certain people a very loud minority of constituents of voters happy Mm -hmm. about specific things. But there are other people that are like, this isn't the priority. We're in the midst of a pandemic. We want to get out of that. We want to fix the economy in the midst of the pandemic. Why are we focusing on these issues that by comparison, since they've been issues as a part of our country's history for the entirety of its existence. Why are we focusing so hard on this now when we are in like perhaps some of the most dire straits that we've been in, at least in my lifetime? Oh, as far as, as police excessive use of force and all that. Uh, I would say more so like there's, you know, the police excessive use of force, that is definitely something that needs, needs to be looked at 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause what, what George Chauvin did, I mean, his knees, you put a knee on someone's neck for nine minutes or you put some, your hand on someone's throat for nine minutes. What the fuck do you yeah. think is going to happen? You know? Yeah. It was a, that, that was a horrible video to watch. Awful. Um, but I, I can say the media has totally manipulated the, the police excessive use of force story, which I think it was the, everything that I, I was highlighting that the media was manipulating when I left Fox. I think this is the most underrated part is that, they, I literally, I was a crime reporter at Fox. So they would send me to every officer involved incident. And I was at officer involved incidents involving every race and only the ones involving black people would go national, which deceives the audience. It, it makes black people think that they are the only ones getting targeted by, by these overzealous cops. And there's a lot of good cops out there and there's Cops put in tough situations where they have to use, use violence, but there's other cops who are indeed way just out of hand. It's, but the out of hand cops, from my experience on the ground at these crime scenes, committed against every race, and the media handpicks only the black people to make it look like it's a like it's only against black people, which creates unnecessary racial division. Now, some cops are racist, but. From my experience, these, you know, overzealous cops, they go, they go against everyone. What story gets the most attention, though, right? I mean, isn't that sort of part of one of the things that you're seeing in media where one headline put out there, there's going to be a lot more engagement. And, you know, we got to a point, remember, when we were first in Iraq where people stopped reporting about someone getting killed by, you know, IEDs or, or, or something bad happening overseas. Like, at first we reported it. But then after a certain period of time, whether it was due to fatigue or because people didn't want to see it, we stopped reporting on some of these things like, like, you know, an actual person fighting for our country gets killed. And we're like, okay, well, yeah, it's not as big of a deal now, which is totally fucked up. But something like that, what you're mentioning, yeah, a, a headline where person X of person of, of X race 
it just jumps off the screen for the people that are going to get angry and engage on social media and talk about it and share the story. Mm-hmm. Those people, it feels like these companies are kind of playing towards drama. Yeah, exactly. Drama is ratings. It's mm-hmm. all about ratings. Yeah. Like, it oh, sucks. Get up in arms on this. Doesn't it suck yeah. too? Like, I mean, we both got into this. I got into sports media thinking we like, went to broadcast school together. We did. We yes. To tell you guys. Yeah. That. We're like good friends. We go way back. We really go way back. Syracuse days. Yes. We've known each other. When did we first meet? What, like 2009? Uh, something like that. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Long, long time ago. But anyway, yeah, we went to the same school. We had the same classes together, you know, and we got into this with these pure motives of like, then, Oh, the media, you know, it's going to be a noble, yeah. job, a noble job. And then, and then all of a sudden you're 32 years old, 31 years old. And you're like, Oh, so there's just a lot of bullshit. <laughs> and the truth isn't really that big of a deal in this industry. That's supposed to be all about the truth. It's depressing. I do think though, that, regardless of the way that the industry is, there are a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of you guys are watching right now and you're like, I want to get the actual facts all the time. Mm -hmm. And as long as there are people looking for that, they're going to come for it. And I think more and more people are starting to get sick of just the way that things are. Cause it's, in my opinion, Ivory, when I look at a news story these days, a headline will be put out. It's a juicy, fat headline. And, and you know some people are going to take a big old bite out of it. And then there's no follow-up that's actually done. And news constantly evolves, right? Yeah. Drive-by media. Yeah. It's all drive-through, drive-by. It's five seconds. And no one ever follows up on any of these stories. And then you find out. Like, I know there are a lot of people with the Colin Rittenhouse case. And I'll even admit, like, I didn't know a whole lot about it when it first took place. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't really care. But I assumed that Kyle Rittenhouse was at a Black Lives Matter protest, shot a bunch of black people, and, like, that was why this was such a big deal. Yeah. And then, like, you do research and you're like, oh, so that's not what happened at all. Like, these three people that he shot, like, one of them was a fucking crazy person. The other person attacked him. And the other person had a gun. Like, and all of these things, they don't actually get out. Because at first you see what's put out there. And honestly, I even wonder if if politicians are aware of what's taking place in their own country. Because we saw what President Joe Biden had to say when he wasn't president then. Like, he's a white supremacist. And then you see him talking about it after the verdict even came to be. Instead of being happy that a verdict was reached by an American jury, he says, like, we're disappointed in the result. Why the fuck are you saying that? Yeah. You know, like, that's – it's not – who cares whether or not you're happy or disappointed? It seems like justice actually – came to be despite in my biggest issue with the case ivory was how i thought immoral the prosecution scene like i don't know how many people watch making a murderer you watch making a murderer i think i did yeah it took place in Wisconsin. That, Where- that, that blonde guy yes that was that was a compelling it was interesting and, and this, is, this is from your stomping grounds right yeah, i don't know how close Wisconsin- to, i don't know how close to in wisconsin the was end of the state. okay okay yeah. so, but i remember but i remember like when i saw the rittenhouse case i started thinking about like Holy shit, this is just like, I think his name is Ken Kratz. I could be wrong. But there's a point where he said, like, um, benefit of the doubt is for, isn't for the guilty. Like, this prosecuting lawyer said that in court. And it's like, no, the, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Any person that's being charged, especially with something as serious as murder, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this person actually killed someone. So, look, I, I, I'm not, this isn't me like weighing in on the Stephen Avery thing at all, but the prosecution in that case, 
it seemed like they were doing things sort of like in the same way that the prosecution in the Stephen Avery case were. And it just made my blood curdle. And it just made me think like, if you have prosecution that's willing to go this far to like make it so that their side of the story is right, as opposed to trying to find out what actually happened. Yeah. That's scary as shit. Oh yeah, it is scary. No, they're the prosecution is always out to win their side. Yeah. Whether it's the truth. Yeah. Um, crazy times we live in guys. What's up? I'm, I'm checking your comments now. Um, Ooh. Gulf of Tonkin reference. Ooh, their YouTube's going to ban me for, for talking about certain things. They're shadow banning me. Oh, um, yeah. It's really hard to talk on here, Paul. Yeah, I know. I was, I was told, I was told about certain things. Oh yeah. Because yeah, to wrap <laughs> this up, our final topic. Yeah. I was like, Paul, we can't say, uh, how, how are you dealing stick, with that? The stick. Uh, oh, okay. Paul got the stick three times. Oh yeah. Uh, and I got it a week later. The fuck. Right. He got the illness a week after I had to cancel, his third stick. I had to cancel my Thanksgiving trip. <laughs> and it was like, it, it was just, I didn't, I wasn't going to get number three, like uh, on my own. Cause I was like, I have a really good immune system. I work out. Seattle I eat healthy. You too. No, like, actually <laughs> this was, this was a decision that I made entirely because of my own family it had nothing to do with, it had nothing to do with Seattle. I didn't, I didn't want to, but, uh, we, uh, um, I am now an uncle, and oh, I thought that in order to see him, I should take care of everything because I have your nephew, or, right? Or, exactly, and I, but I don't know, like I don't know anything. I, I, I it, yeah, kids get really mild, <laughs> but but I got it. I got it after got number it. three, and I'm not. Hey, by the way, I'm not. I'm not making any like claims or anything. I don't know shit. I'm you know I'm an idiot, <laughs> especially when it comes to this stuff. I'm not a doctor, but. Uh, so the head, yeah, the head, I got it a week later. The headline today is that Fauci says a redefinition of fully uh, stuck is on the table. They're going to redefine what it means to have, you know, to be fully uh, getting it in the arm. I'm just glad I live in Texas now. Let's we'll leave it at that. <laughs> like Jesus. I mean, I, she she was she was in Seattle the other the other uh, uh, week, and yeah, I'm having my going away party from Seattle, and she couldn't even go. She didn't have a card. Yeah, I, I don't have my little little stuck card. So I had a party out in the streets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she couldn't drink my like really sour margaritas that I like because I have a problem, and she doesn't like it all. See, let's see the face again. Actually, I like sour stuff. So, yeah, I literally and someone offered me a fake card. That's nuts. A fake passport in Seattle. That's nuts. And I was like, dude, I am not trying to get arrested by this tyrant. Well, I'm here out here to give a speech, and I'm going to end up in tyrannical jail in Seattle for having a fake card. I was like, okay, I'll just eat my hotel food. I'll eat my airport. I literally, I knew I was walking into a, a V passport zone. And so I literally, while leaving the airport, I bought a bunch of food at the airport just in case I couldn't buy food anywhere. <laughs> it's not. And you know what? Like you're in the, you're in the best. See, here's what's interesting. Um, if you actually go to the places that are, are, are restaurants here, it's not like everyone's falling in line. There's a lot of people that like have real questions about it. I was mad about all the restrictions because I first moved to this great part of town and I was starting to actually like enjoy Seattle. And then this was uh, last Thanksgiving and then they shut everything down and they shut it. They said it was going to be like two weeks and shut everything down for over a, 
two months and a bunch of places that I used to go to got like closed down and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And when that all happened, I was just like, this is, this is so over the top because these places want to stay open and you yeah. go to some of these places now and you can tell like they don't want to ask anybody for their vaccine cards. So, you know, it's one of those things yeah. where it's, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I don't know. And like, so the one restaurant I, I tried to go to, the girl finally just let me right in because, uh, she was like, dude, we want your business. Like, yeah, they need customers. So why would they turn me away? So they just snuck me in without getting my passport. <laughs> no bueno. Anyway, that does it for us. It's been a whole hour already. It's been real. Uh, people are telling you that you're going to get blood clots now, Paul. That's my comment. <laughs> <laughs> this is my comment section. <laughs> Do a blood detox, uh, Paul. <laughs> it was a great life. <laughs> You look healthy so far. I have faith in the human immune system, so you're probably going to be just fine, okay? I hope so. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Welcome Thank back you. To Texas. It was great to be back. Thank you All for right. having me. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Have a good weekend. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 